welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. One of the most powerful federal appellate courts in the country has handed President Trump his first victory in his ban on transgender Americans serving in the military. The D.C. Court of Appeals lifted a lower court's injunction against the new policy, but the policy can't be instituted because injunctions from three other lower courts remain in place. Joining me is Neil Kimkoff, a professor at Georgia State University College of Law. Neil, how did the D.C. Circuit come to the conclusion that public interests outweigh the injunction to stop the policy? Well, the D.C. Circuit's opinion was just overwhelmingly deferential to the president and to his determinations contained in the memorandum. And in a way, there's really nothing unusual about that. Courts really do not like to second-guess the president or the military on those kinds of matters. So, So in that sense, it's a it's a sort of ordinary kind of ruling, um, so much so that the D.C. Circuit even decided that they were not going to publish their opinion. Neil, the court said that courts have to give deference to the professional judgment of military authorities with these kinds of policies, but the military was welcoming transgender people until President Trump tweeted that transgender people should be banned and demanded the military change its policy. So whose judgment is the court relying on here, the military's or Trump's? Well, here's the thing about deference. Um, It sounds like what the court is doing is sort of valuing the president's determination. And often that happens. But in this case, that's not actually what the court said. Rather, what the court said is we have to defer to the president's judgment because we, the judges, are incompetent in this area. In other words, judges don't know sound military policy. And so for that reason, they're not going to second guess the president. Right now, we in the public don't have to defer to the president, and there is really every reason to think that the president's order is based on um, animus towards transgender people and to um, giving a political victory to evangelical conservatives. A court may not feel competent to make that kind of political judgment, but those of us who live in the world sure can. So the D.C. Circuit is the first circuit court to decide this issue, but there are lower court injunctions in California, Washington State, and Maryland. Might circuit courts in those jurisdictions, which includes the Ninth Circuit, rule differently on this? Yes, right. And if you think of um, the travel ban litigation, there's every reason to expect that they will, right? So some judges, at least on the Ninth Circuit, have been willing to be not quite so deferential as the D.C. Circuit to the president's statement that this order is based on military policy, not based on either antipathy towards transgender people or based on political calculations. Neil, just sum up the argument of the advocates of transgender service in the military. What are their basic arguments here? The basic argument is that transgender people can do the job. And, you know, military recruiting fell short last year. There is a real dire need for, so to speak, all hands on deck. 
And as long as transgender people can serve on deck, and there's every reason to know that they can, because in fact they have been doing so for years now, then we ought to take advantage of that talent pool. The Trump administration, before this ruling came out, asked the Supreme Court to review the ban right away and basically went against tradition and Supreme Court precedent by saying, don't worry about the circuit courts, go right to this issue. We need you to decide it right away. That's still before the court. And now they have this opinion before them. Are they likely to take this up? I think they're likely to take it up at some point. I think they're really unlikely to take it up on the kind of expedited basis that the that the Justice Department has requested. That would be truly extraordinary. And this is the kind of political issue that the Supreme Court really wants to have the benefit of time and consideration and development of the arguments in the lower courts. Since you are a constitutional law professor, what's your take on, I think it's about four times that the Trump administration has gone to the Supreme Court and said, emergency, emergency, please decide this before the circuit court does. What's your take on how the Supreme Court views that? Well, I think it depends on who on the Supreme Court you're talking about. I think Chief Justice Roberts has to hate it. He's the one who is the most punctilious about the Supreme Court's process, about lower courts and giving lower courts their due and having everything appear and actually be quite regular. It may be that some of the other judges on the Supreme Court, though, want just want to get to the issue and don't feel any particular benefit from hearing from lower court judges on these kinds of issues that they know are going to get to the Supreme Court anyway. I read that this is causing chaos in the military, and it's certainly causing confusion because no one knows about the transgender ban, what will happen. Can that, the whipsaw effect of changing policies so frequently, have any impact on a court's decision? Yes, it can have a tremendous impact. For one thing, it makes the judgments look like they're not based on sound military policy. And so then the rationale for giving deference to the executive branch is seriously undermined. All right. Thank you so much, Neil. That's Neil Kinkoff. He is a professor of constitutional law at Georgia State University College of Law. And a Supreme Court note here, the Supreme Court says that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is missing oral arguments today for the first time in more than 25 years as she recuperates from cancer surgery last month. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.